0: Let's get started.
1: Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. I am Jennifer. I'm Corey. And today we're going to talk about looking at your brand. And really this is kind of coming to the forefront because as 2020 was wrapping up, Corey, you and I were spending a lot of time looking at some of the brands' perceptions, some of the larger practices that we work with. And then there's been a lot of conversation out there about the most loved versus the most hated brands. And Fast Company just put out a report this past week that says that Facebook is the worst brand brand in america now so with kind of that, that as yeah seriously but with that as like the backdrop how does kind of this new normal of, of the recognition of brands last year whether it was participation in kind of the boycotting of facebook or black lives matters or taking a stance not taking a stance how does this new normal affect our brands and what is it that we need to do moving forward especially as things are more aware now what do we need to do to adjust to ride the rise or changes in consumer expectations and is now the time to look at your brand and make some changes moving forward into the new year so um it's kind of a big bite to to take off the apple but something that i think is very important as especially now that we're at the beginning of the year for the brands that we work with
2: yeah i think there's two kind of like big ideas at play here. Number one is that the patients today are consumers, and we need to kind of consider them as such. So in the past, it was just they are patients, we're going to have them come in, we're going to provide them care going to get them better, they're going to get on their way. And now I think patients are more informed than ever before, thanks to the rise of the internet and and social media and online review and reputation sites and those kinds of things. And they are consumers. So we need to consider them as such. So that's number one. And then number two, I would venture to say that a lot of our listeners don't often think of their practice as a brand anyway, because when you think of a brand, some things that come to mind, like a Target or an Apple, Tesla, those kinds of places, those are brands, they're big and powerful but your office is a brand too. And when you look at your practice, your day-to-day, are you more of a Tesla or are you more of a Walmart? And if you kind of think about that, you're probably instantly going to come up with, oh yeah, well, I'm one or the other. And if you don't like the answer, well, what can you do about it? So that's when it comes time to sort of evaluate your brand and, and consider that, well, maybe we should change something if we're, we're not happy with whatever the answer is, if you're a Tesla or a Walmart, if you want to be one or the other. And it's important to remember too that like every member of your team plays a part in developing and maintaining and improving your brand. And so going back to something that we always talk about on this podcast and with our clients is employee engagement and making sure that everyone is on the same page all on the same team and we're moving forward together because each one of these patient experiences, it's dependent on everyone in the practice and those things kind of come together to create the brand. So for example, if you talk about how simple and easy it is, convenient it is to visit your practice, but then you you go there as a patient and there's a big wait and the front desk person is rude and you actually don't take my insurance, even though you told me that you do over the phone. Well, none of that is simple and easy and convenient. So there's a big disconnect between what you say is your brand and what you're actually providing as a patient when I come into the office.
1: Yeah. And I will say kind of a story of something that happened recently that really reinforced brands is kind of you hit the nail on the head. It's not just what you put out there, but it's the perception. It's the way that it's the way the patient experience plays out. It's engaging your employees because your employees are such a large part of your brand. So I was meeting with a large company that they do chiropractic care for thousands and thousands of patients. It's a franchise. And I was working on a partnership with a local orthopedic practice and went to this franchise. And I was meeting with a group of franchise owners. And and I was trying to understand what the perception of the orthopedic practice was with all of these folks. And it was interesting because we were talking about the different competitors in the market and seeing if our two brands were going to align properly. And this gentleman said, I grew up in this area and these guys are the best. They are involved in the community. They're on the sidelines. They are the ones that aren't stroke in a big check to have their name associated with the professional team. Instead, they're the ones out there doing the work. And I thought it was such an interesting experience in that he was really like, you couldn't have set it up better. He was verbatim reinforcing the brand message that we've been working at for years, which is these guys are independent. They're the ones on the sidelines. They're not just in the community. They are part of your community. And you know that's the power that a brand message can be. And when you're creating brand advocate, that's the power that strong brand advocates can bring to your practice. And so I think that comes back to why it's so important that we're evaluating what it is we're telling people, how it is we're telling people, and making sure that we can back up and kind of walk the talk and not just kind of talk it.
2: Yeah. Brands are more than a logo or a service that you're providing. Although that's
1: important. That's important. Brand standards are important, but it is so much more. Exactly.
2: I mean, you want everything to look consistent. So that's where the idea of like a brand standard comes into play, where everything is going to look and feel a certain way. And that's definitely part of it. But I think the easiest way to kind of explain a brand is just that it's the way that your practice is perceived By those that experience it. So like you were just saying, Jen, this gentleman had the perception that these guys are the best, they're in the community, they're on the sidelines. And that's exactly what it is. The brand is the perception. And that perception, if you have a good brand, will increase the chances that patients are going to choose you over a competitor. So in other words, your brand really is like, it's what makes you different. So if you compare apples to apples, you versus a competitor, what sets you apart from the other office down the street, if you ask a neutral kind of third party and whatever that answer is, that is your brand, whether you like that answer or not. So things that make yeah, and things that make up your brand, like what we were saying, the brand standards, absolutely. So the care you provide, that's going to be a big one patient experience, huge. So it's interaction with the staff and their providers for every patient that walks in because it only takes one that has a bad experience. And that can totally change their perception of your practice of your brand, you know, your, your graphics, your social, your ad copy, the partnerships you have, the way that somebody fills out a form at your practice. I mean, all of those things add up to kind of creating this whole brand idea, this brand identity for you. So I know that this is kind of like a big topic, but I think we can kind of from a top level, look at just a few things to consider when evaluating a brand. And it can be a very detailed exercise, but I think that there's a couple of things we can do. And this isn't a comprehensive list, but I wanted to run down those quickly for the listeners so that they can kind of wrap their minds around this sort of idea. So when it some messaging, what do you lead with? Like what's on all of your material? Is there one thing that's always there? Like do you talk about price? you talk about the experience of your providers, you talk about compassion, convenience, those are some big things. So like, what are just a couple of the phrases that you lead with, and then really look at yourself in the mirror, and consider if you actually live up to those things. Because if you don't, I mean, there's a couple things you can do there, if you don't live up to those things, and that's kind of a different conversation for a different day, but you either are going to need to change the way that you do things. So you do live up to those things, or you can kind of take the easier route and change the branding. If you know you're not going to accomplish those things, you can change the messaging. But if you don't do anything, and you're not living up to those things, that's an issue. Also consider what you want people to feel when they hear your name, or they see your logo. Is that what you think that they feel? Or are they actually really experiencing that? Is that really the perception? And why or why not? What is the disconnect there? I think that's another thing to consider when you're doing kind of like a brand eval.
3: Hi guys, Keith Landry here on behalf of Insight Training Solutions, if there's one thing I've learned in my 26 years as a TV news anchor before joining the Insight team, it's that storytelling matters and being strong at it can quickly take your medical practice from good to great. That's why I want to tell you about Insight Training Solutions, the comprehensive digital employee engagement and training platform designed for your medical practice. With Insight Training Solutions, employees can log on from anywhere, any device, anytime to receive crucial patient experience and communication training so they can better shape and tell your practice story. Start improving the patient experience today with Insight Training Solutions. Courses start at just $59. Check us out at InsightTrainingSolutions.io or just Google Insight Training Solutions. You'll be glad you did.
1: Yeah. And I think Corey, as somebody's considering doing a brand eval, like a lot of these things you think that maybe they're a little subjective, but they're not. You can actually go and put together a nice table, pull up an Excel spreadsheet, look at the things that top like five messages that you're putting out there to the public. And then you can actually look, you can chart that data and really back up brand, which is often referred to as like a touchy feely, subjective art side of things. Right. But you can back that up with real data that physicians and practice administrators will respond to. And I think that that's really important when we're saying go out and evaluate your brand. I'm really encouraging the listeners to evaluate your brand in a way that's very trackable because then you can see if you're continuing to hit the right targets. But also then if you want to make an adjustment to the brand messaging or anything that you're doing, you can get the buy-in from the decision makers. And without some real data, you won't be able to get that buy-in. So I want to reinforce that the things that we're talking about right now or that you're mentioning are things that we can actually track.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And a great way to track that is, you know, just asking patients while they're in the office, having a set of questions or sending out a survey, maybe you can do that through email to existing patients. And then you can come up, you can take that data. And then like Jen said, you can either chart that or you can just organize it in a way that I mean, you can even ask open ended questions, like what do you what are the three words you think of when you see our practice, and then take those answers, ask employees too. I think it's important to engage the employees in this exercise and the providers and the patients and then see what kind of that through line is. And then you can make adjustments from there. Another one is uh, another thing to consider is your office layout and kind of the imagery in the office. I know this is sort of a bigger one, but like you can't be Apple if you look like Best Buy. And as I say that, I'm sure you get an instant picture in your head how Apple is clean and organized and it has a certain feel to it. And you go to Best Buy and it just looks like there's stuff everywhere. And so if you want to be like one or the other, well, then what's perception, again, when people first walk into to your place, I think another important one that is also very easily trackable is what's a consistent bottleneck or a complaint you get, that's part of your brand, right? So what can you do about that? So if one if you look at, for example, you can either ask patients again, or you can look at your online reviews and kind of look at the sentiment there and see what people are saying about their experience with you and look at that bottleneck and then adjust it. So if everyone is, saying, for example, that everything was great, but the billing department is terrible or rude or whatever. So that becomes a part of your brain that you're going to have a good patient experience until it comes time to pay your bill. And that can be a big issue, but you don't have to kind of bury your head in the sand there. You can use these avenues either through surveys or through online reviews and then adjust and improve your brand that way.
1: Yeah. And I think that as we are looking to integrate more online patient scheduling, text messaging, things of that nature to add to your checklist of things to consider before rolling something out live is how is it going to impact your brand? Because if you don't have a conversation between the marketing department and between operations, you're telling your potential patients one thing, but delivering something different on the back end, that's going to impact your brand. And really that patient's perception of you. And that perception is how we create the brand advocates that go out there and market the practice for us. And so as you're bringing new technology online, I think we have to consider how it impacts the brand and not just about checking off the list that we know offer self scheduling,
2: right? Exactly. Like if one of your brand messages is as an example, like in out and back to what you love, well, then you actually have to be able to get in out and then back to what you love as a patient. Otherwise, that doesn't make any sense. So if you're touting that it's convenient in and out, and you're going to guarantee you're going to fix me and get me back to doing whatever I I love. If I'm a skier, for example, like I expect to quickly easily get in, you're going to fix me and then I'm going to be able to ski again. And if that's not the case, if you you know that you have two hour long waits and you can't guarantee the results of a particular procedure, change it to something else like orthopedic care for every body. That's still fun. It's creative. It says that you take care of every body, every type of person, whatever, but you're not promising these like quick results or that you're miracle worker. So again, something to consider as you're kind of putting together the brand messaging in your head is how can these things be twisted or perceived by the patients? So I yeah, think- Yeah, kind of
1: back to something you said before too, Corey, I think when you're evaluating your brand and going through an exercise, especially where you can actually track the data, this is a great exercise to go through as it relates to your competitors. And I'll give you a quick example is we were just doing a big brand evaluation for one of the practices that we work with and on the horizon for them is they want us to remain independent. They do not want to get purchased by a hospital and they've had to grow the size of their practice in order to remain competitive against the hospitals. But we were doing the brand evaluation. Evaluation and we were looking at their brand message compared to what it is the hospitals are saying. And then we were looking further at what the reviews out there were saying as well. And so I even had one of our folks go online to the hospital's website um, to their online reviews and pull a screenshot of every one of the negative reviews that were reinforcing our message of the practice that we were trying to get across. Because if we want to create a real brand differentiator between the practice that wants to remain independent and the hospital, and we want to be able to say that it's simple to get an appointment here, but difficult at the hospital, we can back that up with reviews. And so when you're doing your brand evaluation, I would really recommend look at the brands of your competitors. So you can see where there's holes in their kind of brand standard. And then, and you can help wind those holes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that most of the people that are listening to this can't take on a full sort of brand overhaul. You know, everybody wearing a lot of hats, the place is already full. just is, is a lot to bite off. So break it up into kind of small chunks. And then let's take this one step at a time, you know, come up with a couple of things that we've talked about, write those things down, look at your competitors, and then do the same for them. And then identify a couple of areas to improve. I mean, you can even just like pick one and say in q1, I'm going to tackle x and then improve or adjust a little bit each quarter until that experience kind of lines up with the perception that you want. And as that experience, improves and starts to line up with that perception, you're going to see that there's going to a change in the brain, right? So big swings can create big results. But on the flip side, you can do a lot of little things that add up and you don't have to be afraid to start with the little things and you work your way up to the big thing. So this doesn't have to be this ginormous project that's going to cost a ton of money and take a bunch of resources, you can start very small by using this data and leveraging the results and the things that you do have access to and you can control and making small little tweaks here and there that wind up creating a big ship.
1: Yep. I think those are all great pieces of advice. And we're recording this on December 29th. And hopefully this comes out early in January. Now is a great time to evaluate your brand, look at what your competitors are doing, making sure that you're properly aligned and that you're ready to really take advantage of the year ahead. So great episode this week, Corey. And with that, I am Jennifer. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. Thank you.
0: Thanks, guys.